Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Yes, indeed, and uh, I am concluding out uh, today our NASCAR week here on uh, a Frat House Saturday on Fan Junkies Radio Network. I'm your host, uh, Frat House Mike, and uh, yeah, we've had a whole week this week of uh, NASCAR chat, NASCAR talk, and uh, uh, tomorrow the big race down at Daytona as the season opens with the Daytona 500. Right now, we've got the uh, Nationwide uh, Series running live right now down at uh, Daytona as well. Uh, we've got that up here. Three screens, three big screens running here at the frat house right now. All kinds of sports to report to you in just a couple of moments. Uh, and uh, trying to get a leader on that uh, nationwide race right now. I guess that's they're showing some highlights, so I'll get that for you up in one moment. But we've also already had a little bit of NHL action, uh, and some of it's actually already concluded uh, Washington uh, has beaten, in fact, they put it to uh, the New Jersey Devils this afternoon, 5-1. Uh, to one. And in that game, Alex Ovechkin had a hat-trick. Uh, so that game is the final that 5-1. Uh, uh, Washington won that game. Right now, the uh, Flyers and the Winnipeg Jets are at the end of the second period uh, with the Winnipeg Jets uh, r- currently right now on top of the Flyers, 3-2. Uh, to two. At uh, 3.30 this afternoon, uh, we have uh, we have the puck dropping between the uh, Phoenix Coyotes and the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and then at four o'clock, uh, Colorado uh, and Los Angeles, and then there's a whole load of games that are scheduled for later on at seven o'clock. Uh, we also have some college hoops games uh, that are either ongoing right now or are finals, and uh, uh, these are all games that uh, matter most for the top twenty-five. Louisville, uh, number 10, well, they knocked off Seton Hall this afternoon, uh, 79 to 61. Number two, Miami Hurricanes, uh, they, in fact, lost to Wake Forest uh, this afternoon, 80 to 65. So that you can bet that's going to shake things up there at the very top of the AP polls when they come out on Monday. Uh, Right now, in progress, number 21, Memphis is beating Southern Miss, uh, 89 to 73. Number 24, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, and uh, Xavier are at halftime. Xavier is winning that one, 39-26. And uh, number 14, Oklahoma State uh, and West Virginia, that also is at halftime at the moment uh, with uh, Oklahoma State currently uh, winning that one, 35-33. And I'll be bringing you uh, some up-to-date scores and things as we continue to go through uh, this hour or so that I'm going to be with you. As as I see things change, I'll be bringing up-to-date uh, scores for you. Um, momentarily here, I will be bringing to you the uh, rebroadcast of this week's uh, five minutes at the frat house, the audio side of that. 
but the, I'm going to have the – I've got the, the, the phone lines open right now. Phone lines are open right now, 347-237-5373 for anything perhaps that might be on your mind uh, with regard to sports. Feel free, please. Don't uh, hesitate. Don't be afraid. I'm not going to bite your head off. Give me a give me a call if you've got anything at all on your mind. Three four seven two three seven five three seven three. And let me kick it off with a couple of topics, perhaps uh, that well, kind of were on my mind a little bit, uh, particularly last night as I was sitting down to uh, plan this this program. A uh, lot of talk, uh, particularly, and it, this kind of ties in a lot with our with our NASCAR week. A uh, lot of talk. Uh, about the accomplishment last weekend of Danica Patrick. Danica won the uh, – she secured the number one qualifying position uh, for tomorrow's Daytona 500, the season opener. Um, she secured that. that now, she, by doing that, she became the very first woman uh, to ever secure a pole position in a NASCAR race. Uh, and, you know, they've made a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk about it, and I think a lot of it just simply has to do with the fact – well, she's a woman, and yet it seems to me that we're more and more we're, we're 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 seeing women break the glass ceiling of things, particularly in men's sports. And so, my question, and I throw it out there right now to anybody that wants to perhaps maybe jump in, chime in on this, give me your thoughts on it. My my thinking on it is, who cares? I mean, all right, that's great. She got the number one qualifying position. It's not like she won the race. All right, if she goes into tomorrow and wins the race, okay, then I'm going to say, hey, that's an accomplishment. You know, uh, Danica won a race. That's tremendous. Um, not only did she win a race, she won the Daytona 500, which has a lot of has a lot of uh, of glamour to it. Uh, so if she wins it, then I would say that's really really something. But I don't know. To me. To just constantly make a big deal about women making, you know, the first in women's sports sort of things, I don't know. It just kind of, to me, uh, it, it's really not a story. Uh, and I don't know whether all that much really deserves to be given to the whole thing. Um, so that, that's kind of my first thought uh, for the day. I kind of found it amusing. Uh, I was reading an article yesterday where – uh, Brad Keselowski uh, actually indicates he doesn't refer to Danica as the female driver. He doesn't refer to her as a woman. He refers to her as that, oh, that 30th place driver. That's how he refers to her. So I think really what we all need to see uh, in order, at least for me, what I've got to see in order to kind of get uh, excited about uh, Danica Patrick or really any kind of female driver uh, is, hey, let's win the race. Let's get out of that 30th place position. Now, I want this understood. I'm not, I'm not in any way taking away from uh, Danica's accomplishment, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not bashing her. I'm not anti-female in any way whatsoever. I just kind of feel that the whole thing has kind of been a bit overblown uh, this past week, and so I throw it out to you, uh, the listeners, three, four, seven. Two three seven five three seven three. If you've got a, an opinion on that, uh, if you disagree with me, that's fine. Give me a call. Let me know why you think this is such uh, a big, big deal. I frankly, uh, I don't know. Uh, let her win the race tomorrow, and then, then, then we'll really, then we'll really get on the media bandwagon with it. Uh, the other uh, 
the other story that kind of uh, came across I uh, came across last evening, uh, and uh, I, I'd like to get some input on this, particularly from I guess maybe Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, story was out. Uh, the Cowboys right now are are way over the cap uh, salary wise. And uh, there was a story that came out yesterday. Jason Garrett, the head coach of the Cowboys, uh, he wants the uh, team to extend Tony Romo's uh, contract. Uh, at the current time, however, the Cowboys are, are currently right now $21.3 million over the, uh, over the salary cap. Uh, and some are speculating that, in fact, uh, at this particular point, uh, in order to, uh, I guess, uh, get underneath of that, uh, one of the people that might the, uh, that might get sacrificed by the uh, by the Dallas Cowboys will be Miles Austin, uh, which I think would probably be a, a fairly large uh, loss to that particular team. But let me go back to the Tony Romo issue because it seems to me that perhaps down in the Dallas area, uh, the Dallas fan base and Cowboys fans have gotten what we experienced here in the Philadelphia area, and I'd make no qualms about it. I broadcast from the Philadelphia region, uh, they're experiencing what we experienced a, a number of years ago with McNabb fatigue, and they're experiencing that currently with Tony Romo. And I, for one, watching the game of football as closely as I do, I have always felt that Tony Romo is a good quarterback. Um, in fact, I feel that uh, he could be better than a good quarterback if, if given the opportunity uh, and if, if, if he were allowed to go out there and, and perhaps maybe uh, call his own plays and, and, and run the offense uh, the way that he feels it's, it's most appropriate. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I throw the question out there to folks. Um, is Tony Romo overrated, underrated, or maligned? And in my opinion, I kind of feel that the guy's maligned. Uh, when you take a look at his career numbers so far, and he's had, uh, oh, let's see, one, two, four, six, seven full seasons, seven full seasons um, with the uh, with the Cowboys. When you take a look at his career numbers, 177 touchdowns, uh, 91 interceptions, um, interception uh, percentage, uh, 2.8% of his uh, of his passes end up as a, as an interception. Those numbers are very very similar. Uh, to where he stands right now, uh, career-wise, uh, in his in his career, with uh, where Donovan McNabb ended up, he's thrown for two, uh, 25,737 yards uh, to date. Uh, Donovan McNabb ended his career, uh, at least most of us believe his career has ended. Uh, 234 touchdowns, 117 uh, interceptions, a 2.2 percent inter, inter, interception uh, percentage uh, rate. Uh, ended up throwing for 37,273 yards. It, it kind of similar uh, comparison of the two QBs. And I'm wondering whether, in fact, uh, Cowboys fans currently are, uh, perhaps maybe uh, you guys are, are down there or are, are suffering from a bit of McNabb fatigue as we got up here in the Philadelphia region. McNabb, I think, was very maligned uh, by a lot of fans. Um I really never had a, a, an opinion about him really one way or another. I knew when it was done that it was done. I knew that it was time to move on. Uh, but I wasn't calling for the guy to get canned 
uh, as early as many of my fellow fans up here. I look at Tony Romo, I think to myself, you know something? I would take Tony Romo on my team. Um, now, I have a funny feeling there's probably a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans that are saying, great, take him off our hands. Uh, and if that's the case, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Tony Romo, underrated, overrated, or maligned? All right? Give me a call on that one, 347-237-5373. Also, if you want to weigh in on whether uh, Danica's uh, uh, number one qualifying uh, winning the poll position, uh, is that a big story or not? Uh, do you think that's a big story? If you want to weigh in on that one as well, 347-237-5373. I'll let you mull those over for a little while because uh, what I'm going to do at this point is I'm going to bring you the um, – it runs about 30 minutes or so uh, – audio side of this week's five minutes at the frat house. This is one of those particular videos that uh, you're going to get most of it uh, audio-wise, but uh, you're going to want to probably, uh, if you really enjoy it, you're going to want to go over and take a look at it. You're going to want to watch it because there's going to be a couple of things you're going to miss uh, by not actually seeing it. There's a couple of things that just we can't translate onto the audio side uh, exclusively. And, and one of the things that you would miss is you really need to see uh, our new feature, the uh, top five, the top five feature that we introduced last week. Uh, you'll hear it, uh, but you really need to see the graphics and the images that are coming up on our big screen behind us. Uh, and that kind of adds uh, quite a bit of flavor to the whole top five uh, feature. But but the big thing that you will miss, will you will miss uh, at the conclusion of it my NHL wrap, uh, uh, which at the same time uh, that I'm doing that, uh, Sidekick is quietly, very quietly, uh, giving the entire audience a UFC uh, MMA update. Uh, so, uh, uh, and when I say quietly, the only way you would get that update is if you actually saw the video. And so you're probably sitting there going, well, okay, how do I get to the video? It's real simple. Head on over to YouTube. Go over to YouTube and type in five minutes at the frat house. This particular episode is number 77. Um, you can also find them over at our website itself. Our website is uh, frathousesports.net. If you go over there, you can find the video as well. Um, and so those are the two reasons there that you really want to take uh, some time to sit down and actually watch the videos. Um, if at some point during the course of the next 30 minutes or so, uh, you hear something in the show that you want to call in about, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be back on with you uh, for a good 15 minutes or so thereafter the show, and I'd be more than happy to take any phone calls about perhaps maybe the topics that I just brought up here at the top of the show or uh, about anything at all you might have heard in the uh, video itself, or in the audio portion of the video, uh, anything at all, 347-237-5373, uh, and I'll be taking those calls uh, after the uh, after the rebroadcast of this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House. And so let me bring that to you uh, right now, and I ask you to sit back and enjoy and take note of uh, the phone number so that uh, you can be ready to call in when that's concluded. All 
Friday. Yes, indeed. It is NASCAR week here at the Fred House and on this week's five minutes at the Fred House with Fred House Mike and Sidekick. And tonight's show, make no mistake, has a heavy, heavy dose of motorsports running all through it. And so are you are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? I know ready this is, go? You're, you're raring, right? You got all those opening season fantasy yep. suggestions for us ready to go because yep. I, I, I'm going to need some help. Trust me, I'm I, I I haven't, you need some help. I, I haven't even looked at I haven't even looked at it all yet. I, um, so we're looking forward to that though. Yep. Now, but before we get to those, uh, we got to go over and we want to check out a little bit of drag racing uh, because NHRA, as I pointed out last week, kicked off uh, their new season this past weekend out in Pomona, California, at the O'Reilly Auto Parts uh, Winter Nationals, and. Uh, it got exciting right from the very start, right from the very first weekend. So I kicked with both Sean Langdon and Courtney Force, kind of pulling surprising moves there by winning both their divisional uh, races in the first yep. round and the final rounds. Uh, Langdon took the uh, opener uh, against Tony Schumacher, uh, while second-year driver uh, Courtney Force surprised perennial uh, championship contender and one of our frat house buddies here, Ron Caps. Uh, so let's take a look at the early season NHRA leaderboard uh, and with the win. And mind you, folks, this is very, very early. We've got 24 races in the entire season. This is only the first of, of those 24. With the uh, win, though, Sean Langdon holds the top spot in the top fuel dragster category, 10 points ahead of Tony Schumacher. Uh, similarly, Courtney Force takes the early lead in the uh, funny car division, 30 points ahead of Ron Caps and over in uh, Pro Stock. Vincent Nobile is currently 23 points ahead of Jeg, uh, Jeg uh, Coughlin. And in, in the pro stock, how about the Dodges? One, two, three. I mean, making a showing. Yep. Yep. Well, and and uh, also the one thing we did not bring up was that incredible uh, wreck by Anton Brown. Brown. Yeah. Just uh, uh, you know, I I I think we're going to close out the show uh, tonight with that one. I think I have the video for that. So. Uh, you're going to want to hang all the way to the end to see this because it's amazing that Antron Brown, uh, the defending uh, top fuel dragster uh, champion, it's amazing he got out of this one alive. And he, as a matter of fact, he walked away from it. Yeah. And only had minor injuries. Yeah. So yep. it's not I'm gonna... sure he was. I'm sure though he was aching uh, for a couple of days there after the fact. That's for sure. Uh, NHRA action continues uh, this weekend, uh, right away at the Farber International Raceway at Phoenix uh, with the Arizona Nationals, and you can check out the final rounds of that on Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time over on ESPN2. Uh, now, before we leave uh, drag racing, though, sidekick, last Friday, Jonathan uh, Ragus and I were able to speak for about 20 minutes. Uh, to NHRA competitor and one of our frat house, uh, as I pointed out, our frat house friends, John Caps, uh, the younger brother of uh, Napa Funny Car driver Ron Caps, uh, and, and we were able to talk to him on Fan Junkies Radio. Uh, John called us in. Uh, he was at the site of the Winter Nationals there in Pomona, and so what I thought I would do is I thought I would bring you just some of the. It was about a 20-minute interview, but I'm only going to bring you some of the. Uh, really pertinent sound bites and clips from uh, that particular interview. And so here you go. Here's a little taste of what of how that interview sounded uh, right now. Driving funny cars is pretty nutty. I mean, there's a lot going on. The dragsters and the funny cars both have the same power plant. It's, um, you know, we're, we're putting out somewhere between nine and 10,000 horsepower. 
and the dragsters have a 300-inch wheelbase, and ours is about half of that. Right. So you can imagine it's a lot more difficult to get the funny car down the track uh, than it is a longer wheelbase dragster. Uh, actually, if anybody who's out here that wants to kind of check out, you said put you behind the wheel. If you go to my YouTube channel, I've got some in-camera or in-car stuff on there that's uh, pretty amazing in, in the big show Nitro Funny Car. And as well, I, I drive the Jungle Gym Nostalgia Funny Car. And there's some in-car camera stuff that I have on my helmet that uh, it definitely puts you exactly right in the seat and the sound, and, and it's, it's pretty amazing. So if, you have, if you've never seen any of the in-car camera stuff, definitely check out my uh, my YouTube, which is, I think, uh, John Caps 702. Yeah. So. Wow, yeah. I mean, it, it just looks intense. And uh, what are some of the uh, top speeds that you can hit in those cars? Well, what we're doing right now, um, my brother has, uh, I think he's one of the fastest runs ever at a cover uh, 1,000 feet. We don't go to the full quarter mile anymore because of um, some of the different uh, problems that we've had. We tried to slow the cars down a little bit, so now we go to 1,000 foot. Um, so we're uh, covering the 1,000 foot in roughly four seconds. Yeah. My brother's run faster than 4.00 seconds. Right. Um, you know, from zero to, you know, over 300 and... Uh, 10, 315 miles an hour. Right. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's insane. All right, it's awesome. <laughs> the, one, of the, one of the cooler things about it, I mean, for anybody that's ever, you know, worked on their own car or, or changed the oil or you know, changed spark plugs or anything like that, even that uh, simple, yeah. the real magic takes place back in the pits. Yeah. And one of the things about the NHRA drag racing uh, is you get a chance to go right up to the hauler and watch the teams service these vehicles. And um, it takes them a little over, we'll say 35 minutes, we'll even say 40 minutes to be safe, um, to completely disassemble the engine, change the pistons, put a new clutch pack in it, reassemble the engine, and warm it up. It is the most amazing thing to see, and it is done yeah. with absolute precision. These guys break this down almost to the block. And rebuild well, yeah, it. sometimes we do have to go down to the block, and it, it's yep. like they're army ants, man. They just yep. kind of attack it, and parts are just coming off, and then you, you turn around to talk about it, and then next thing you know, the engine's back together. And you're like, now, last year was a uh, – wow, it came right down to the end for Ron, huh? Yeah, and it's so – it oh, was wow. so rough. I mean, it. I was calmer in a funny car driving, you know, one of these 9,000-horsepower machines down the track. I was more comfortable doing that than sitting around watching all weekend. You know, it was like the highest amount of, of drama that you could possibly get. He wound up losing by two points. Two points. Um, yeah, and in our competition, every round of eliminations that you win, you earn 20 points. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we get qualifying points, you know, throughout the weekend. And so basically it came down to, you know, a couple of qualifying points. Yeah. It, it, was, it was really – when you know, it's funny when you say it was drama. You know, for folks that perhaps maybe have not watched – drag racing, uh, you know, one heat is done in about three seconds, three and a half seconds, bam, they're down the, they're down the stretch, and you must be thinking to yourself, wow, how could there be any drama with that? But my gosh, it, I mean, I, we were actually sitting here at the frat house, we were sitting on the edge of our seat watching it uh, right up until that very last round. I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah, it was it was a, a full day. I mean, the championship in, in the other professional category, the, the top field dragsters, came down to <clears throat> the last two rounds of eliminations of the whole season. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there was there was drama in both categories, and unfortunately uh, my brother wound up uh, in second place again. He's, I think he's fourth times he's been uh, runner-up. Mm-hmm. I think that's correct, right? Yeah, I think that's correct. 
Now, last and you're not running in, at Pomona, right? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, Ron is. Ron is, yep. Of course, Ron is. Yes. <laughs> um, so, what uh, what are your duties this uh, weekend uh, out at the Winter Nationals? Well, this weekend, you know, at the races that you know I'm not running at, I uh, typically go around and and talk with you know vendors and some sponsors that I'm associated with, uh, different teams, trying to find you know any way to try and get out on the uh, on the circuit on a full time basis. Yeah. So a lot of it's kind of just doing some marketing, PR, and kind of just making sure I keep my face out there for any uh, potential rides that might be coming available. Okay. You know, I uh, part of the problem that you've that you've had, and you you, you pointed it out at the at the top of the show, uh, getting sponsorship, getting sponsorship in a full time basis to have a team and put together a car on a regular basis. And and that's yeah, been a it, problem. That's been a problem not just for NHRA. I mean, we're seeing that problem across auto racing. We're seeing that problem in NASCAR. Yeah, you're seeing it in, in NASCAR, IndyCar. I mean, even F1 right now has uh, – there's one car left, I think, that uh, has an empty seat, and it's all about who's bringing money into the program. And, you know, these these, these things aren't cheap to, to run, and they, they're monsters, and they just devour parts, and so you have to keep throwing parts at them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that takes a lot of money to do, and so – uh, it's one of those things where you have to kind of figure out, like from my side of things, either you know you're lucky enough to have a guy you can you know put on salary to go out and search out money for you, companies that want to get involved in, on an advertising basis or marketing or however you want to put the package together, or like myself, you know I don't have the funds to hire somebody to go find the money, so I had to smarten up and try and figure out what makes it make sense for these companies to want to get involved in in the uh, NHRA drag racing series. So it's I wear more than one hat, you know. I mean, the the easy part for me is getting in the car. That's when I get more relaxed. But everything leading up to it is is complete mayhem, from cold calling companies to sending out packages yeah. to talking with people and 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 really showing them the yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you probably have. I, I mean, just roughly, to put a car, uh, let's say a funny car, on the track for an entire year, an entire season, and you make every what are there twenty twenty four? I think there's twenty four. Uh, race. Yeah, we had 23, but they just added uh, Epic New Hampshire, so now right. we have 24 races on the season. What would it cost for one car for the entire season? You know, you're you're looking on a on a on a a lighter budget, anywhere between you know a million and a half to two million dollars a year. Okay. Wow. Right. I actually thought it was going to be a bit more. Well, yeah, you know, it. Uh, there are a lot of teams out there that do run on a lot better budget, a lot bigger budget, but. They have, uh, you know, larger name uh, crew chiefs. They have giant hospitality tents, which you absolutely need, in my opinion, you know, to make it a worthwhile event for a sponsor. And, uh, you know, they've got multiple uh, semi-trailers that go down the road with a machine shop in one and spare parts in the other. So it's it's uh, it's a big, big deal, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like it was really, really great to, to finally get a chance to talk to uh, John after all the conversations that – I know you, you and I have kind of gone back and forth with him over our right. Facebook page. It was, it was great to actually get a chance finally uh, to speak with him, and we're kind of actually kind of hoping that perhaps maybe what well, we, times we'll get him on the show. Like well, that or, or right, or you know that we might be able to catch up with him at Maple Grove later in October or English Town in in May, uh, and uh, you know we're, we're wishing the best for him as well, hoping that maybe we could just get a chance to see him back out on the track in a couple of races. You know, if he makes a connection and gets a gets a ride. 
All right, we're not done with uh, motorsports because we've got a big one coming, and that's uh, let's jump over to NASCAR. Uh, we talked a bit uh, last week, uh, sidekick, about the Sprint Unlimited, yep. uh, which was run last Saturday uh, night down at uh, Daytona International Speedway. And I had mentioned that these drivers, I mean, they run this exhibition hard. Uh, and we saw that as early as lap 15 uh, at Smoke. Tony Stewart, well, he yep. cut off uh, Marcus Ambrose just a bit too close, uh, causing a, a chain reaction. Wreck that ended uh, the evening for uh, what? It had to be at least what? Six, seven drivers? Yep. Had to be at least that many. Uh, in the end, uh, Kevin Harvick uh, won the uh, Unlimited in the debut of the new Gen 6 models that we all saw uh, in that one. And a uh, lot of hype, a lot of talk about that yep. uh, pre race. This week, though, now it counts and it matters as we open the season with the traditional Daytona 500. And the big, big news here, sidekick. Uh, is that your favorite driver, uh, Danica Patrick, uh, well, she became the first ever female driver to capture a pole position for a NASCAR race. Uh, And uh, interestingly, I sent you these numbers before, and I'm going to recite them again. Prior to securing that position, uh, uh, getting the number one spot in the qualifying, Danica was favored to win. Daytona, 150 to 1. Those were the odds, 150 to 1. However, after qualifying number one, odds dropped to 15 to 1. All right, so uh, perhaps against my better judgment, I'm going to turn this one over to you for a couple of moments. Uh, I I, I am going to start it off with a question, though, to you. And and I'm going to be very serious about this. My question to you is this. A lot of talk, a lot of hype about the fact that Danica, first woman, all right, qualifier, you know, number one qualifier for any NASCAR race. Is this really a big story? Seriously, I mean, I, I mean, I, I got to be honest. Well, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. even. I'm kind of even walking away from it, going, eh, so what? Well, no, I think you know, it's the it's the first woman to get a pole right in NASCAR. So right. I think you know, I don't want to take the accomplishment away from her. Right. You know what I mean? You know, she she got she won the pole. Right. You know, she's the first woman to do it. And it's not so much that, you know, when, I, I joke all the time about Danica. <laughs> all right? You know, and make all my little... We're expecting anything all, right all now. My jokes We're expecting anything. And stuff like that. And But I want to... It's not that I'm... A, I, I want this to be clear. I'm not against women in NASCAR. Yeah. I, my objections with Danica are the same as they are for Junior and some of these other drivers, where it, it's this popularity thing, mm-hmm. you know, and... You know, I lo- I would love to see women come into NASCAR, and I think it's good for you know NASCAR is a good for the sport. Yeah, it's good for the sport. I don't still like all the hoop, you know, the hoopla. You know, Valentine's Day, I'm watching interviews on NASCAR.com where the, they're presenting roses to Danica and they're asking her about her relationship with Ricky Stenhouse yeah, Jr. I saw that and, too. I saw and, that too. and the distraction. You know, yeah. I don't I don't care who she's dating. Yeah. My goodness, what a brush you're making! <laughs> you know, I care about racing. You know, I don't right, care. Right. You, know, I, you know, I don't care who's having kids. I don't care about people's chimps. I care about <laughs> racing. I care about what the cars look like, how the cars work, who's going. You know, right? Who's going to be at the track? That's what I care about. I don't care about the TMZ-ish. I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm so, right with you. Having said that, though. <laughs> I predict now, within the first 20 laps, the odds have quadrupled 
that she crashes and takes out half the field with her because she's the front of the pack now. First 20 laps? First 20 laps. All right, so this is a prop bet? This is a prop bet, I guess. Yep. <laughs> she's front field. She will crash. And because she's there, she will take out a majority of the field. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, like I said, it certainly is uh, it certainly is making the rounds as, as one of the bigger stories at this point. Um, uh, okay, so the uh, nonetheless, so the uh, Daytona 500 scheduled for Sunday uh, at 1 o'clock. Eastern time over on Fox, and uh, hopefully we don't have any weather delays uh, this year or track delays uh, like uh, you know drivers nailing jet dryers. Yep. You know, let's just have a good, clean, on schedule opening of the season. Yep. Uh, but with this opening sidekick, uh, it's also time to kick off our new season here uh, with our NASCAR Fantasy yep. League here at the Frat House, and that means we need. Suggestions and recommendations from our NASCAR fantasy grand poopa and expert sidekick. So sidekick, I need some help this year. Right, here we go. I need some help this year. I got to beat an arch rival in the league, and Uh-oh, so give me some. Give me some good. I thought ad- I was your arch. Give me some good advice. For, <laughs> give me some good advice for uh, for the opening uh, for the opening weekend. Well. As the two-time defending champ. Yes, yes. <laughs> we all know. All too well. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the fantasy. You got a target on your back, dude. So, uh, so here we go. Basically, just to give you a quick overview, mm-hmm. uh, you, get five, you get five drivers, you get $100 to spend. Drivers are each allocated a, a dollar amount value of um you know uh, brad keselowski right now is starting at 28 dollars mm-hmm. uh so basically you have to you have 100 dollars to fill out your roster you have to fill out five teams so what i do each week is i'm going to pick you know i'm not necessarily going to tell you who i'm picking just some names to watch and i do it within 100 dollars so that you can kind of you know see how it's done so we're going to start off this season with matt kenseth who picked up two super speedway uh, victories last year, uh, the Daytona 500. Yes. And then a win at Talladega. Right. He's currently slotted for 26 and a quarter. Okay. Starting the season. Uh, Jeff Burton. Okay, uh, interesting move. Last last season, five consecutive top fives on super speedway, or restrict, I'm sorry, restrictor plate tracks. Okay. He's a little more affordable, $21. Uh, and then I'm going to, for my third big money driver, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I mean, duh, he just wow. won the he Unlimited. Won a, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Um, plus, he's, he's got a decent, you know, he runs well here. Uh, and he's at twenty five fifty. So right now, for those of, I know you're. I'm jotting them down. There. I'm jotting them down, yeah. We're at seventy two seventy five right now. So now we need to look at some of the lower tier drivers that, mm-hmm. you know, are going to get us fill out our roster. Uh, the first one of those would be Michael Waltrip. He only races a couple times a year, right? But he's won three times at Daytona, right? And he's a great value at twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. So you want to have Michael Waltrip on your roster. Also, I'm going to throw this in, throw this guy in there because he's downer. Trevor Bain, former 500 winner, doesn't really run. He runs so so the rest of the year, but he's fourteen dollars. I would throw him in to round out my roster. Look at that somebody that wrecks though all the time. You know, you're throwing Danica in there as a wrecker. I mean, Bane, Bane just seems to end up in the wall all the time. Seriously. That's the only thing that makes me nervous about taking him all the time. 
All right. Good, good comment. So I like, I like everything I heard there. Uh, and, uh, uh, you can see up here we've got, uh, we've got some of the qualifying that's going on, uh, from today that went on. Yes, and we do know what we do. We, is that what's going on there right now? <laughs> see, folks, it's the frat house. Just roll with me. Uh, no, but we do know what the results were from that. And that was that, uh, Kyle won, won one of them and yep. Harvick won the other. Yep. Of, of those, uh, so... Again, right. And another good reason. Another good reason yep. for for Harvick's uh, choice. All right, we're not done. No, we're not done with uh, with racing. Um, we're we're we're, we're going to move over to uh, what has become a rather quickly a popular feature: our Frat House Top Five. Uh, and this evening, it's our top five reasons you don't piss off a NASCAR driver. <laughs> and coming in at number seven. Road rage may be dangerous for innocent objects, particularly things like jet dryers. <laughs> number six, they may act like creepers with some driver's fans. At number five, guaranteed, you will get tweeted about. I guarantee it. Absolutely. Number four, pit road becomes more than just a place to get gas. <laughs> and at number three, your car will uh, end up off the track. Number two, sometimes things get thrown. Oh yes, they do. We saw that. We saw that a few times last year. And the number one reason you don't piss off an NASCAR driver post race, they will find you always. And there you have it. That's our top five for NASCAR week here at the Fred House. Thanks to our production director Jen. Uh, one more bit of housekeeping, though, uh, sidekick, uh, with regard to NASCAR. And that's our frat house, absolutely. That's our frat. Oh, yeah, what do you got? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was something else there. Uh, that's our frat house Facebook post for the week, uh, which I posted up last Saturday evening. Uh, it was the most viewed post of the week. Um, and I put it up just before the start of the Sprint Unlimited, uh, where I put a pickup of uh, practices going on at Daytona with the comment, Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let the new racing season uh, begin, boys. So keep following us all NASCAR season long over on our Facebook page. We've been known, we've been known to post a NASCAR breaking news over there that can have impact, uh, particularly on your fantasy decisions. So you're going to want to be, make sure you like that page and keep checking it out over there. All right. Alrighty, uh, let's move around to some other sports because we did an awful lot of uh, auto racing. Yeah. Um, Let's go take a look at, uh, you know, it's been ridiculously cold here uh, at the Pratt House. And I'm telling you, I just can't wait. I can't wait, and I know a lot of people, other people can't, for the commencement of Major League Baseball. And some teams, uh, Psychic, actually get started with exhibition games tomorrow. Uh, but the real games, the real games, those that count in the wins and losses columns, will begin in just 37 days. So hang tight, folks. Baseball is a coming. All right? Yep. All right. Listen, on the other hand, uh, we don't have to wait for round ball. Round ball is here right now. Uh, and uh, we're literally now just a couple of days away from uh, really the uh, commencement of March uh, Madness. Uh, and so that means we need to take a look at our AP Top 25 in uh, NCAA Division One. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and I've got the top 10 up here behind me. And the top 10 did get a bit mixed up this week. But not at number one. Indiana continues to hold on to that spot. That hasn't moved in three weeks. Notable changes, however. Take a look at these. Miami moved up a spot to number two. Gonzaga 
Gonzaga, keep remember those when you're doing your bracket later on. Gonzaga is is a team to uh, to to be reckoned with. Trust me. Moved up two spots to number three. Michigan State leapfrogged, uh, much to my chagrin, four spots to the number four position. Uh, Florida took the number five. My uh, Duke Blue Devils dropped down to uh, number six. The uh, once mighty Michigan uh, Wolverines, well, they're tumbling, uh, and they're currently now at number seven. Kansas Jayhawks, they're, they're back in the top ten, uh, as is Rick Pitino's Louisville Cardinals. Uh, they took over the number ten spot. Um, other teams that are worth noting, uh, particularly Virginia Commonwealth, uh, VCU, got back into the top 25 uh, this week. Uh, they were not ranked last week. And uh, my favorite team, Notre Dame, uh, well, they dropped back down to 25 yep. uh, from last week's number 21. Uh, so uh, let me stress the, the Facebook page again, particularly as we get further and further into February. You want to make sure that you're following that. Uh, we will be putting out, I'll be putting out an open invitation very, very soon uh, to jump in on our Frat House NCAA Bracket Challenge as soon as that is available from CBS Sports, uh, which I'm sure that's going to be very, very soon. And uh, you can bet I'll be bringing you a new update next week. All right, let's stick with the round ball stuff. Uh, we got past the disgrace that's called the NBA All-Star Game, uh, which was on last Sunday and saw over 180 points scored. What a what a disgrace and ridiculous game. That's just nonsense. Uh, but now most most teams at this particular time right now in the NBA, just about 30 games, maybe a handful more than that, 30 games remaining, and in excuse me, in the season, um, and with many of the teams having multiple days off uh, for the All Star break, uh, let me put it to you this way: there were no changes whatsoever in the league standings across the league. So let me just run through real quick. The Knicks are ahead in the Atlantic Division, just still, but now they're only one game in front of the Brooklyn Nets after they had dropped a few this week. In the Central, Indiana Pacers, a game and a half in front of the Chicago Bulls. Miami Heat now have extended their lead, eight and a half games in front of the Atlanta Hawks after they've gone nine and one in their last ten. Oklahoma City Thunder, five and a half games in front of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Clippers, uh, steady, steady team. Six and four in their last ten. They're now seven games in front of the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs, the best team right now in uh, NBA. Seven games in front of the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, they are nine and one, and it seems like every week now for the past number, I've been saying they're nine and one, nine and one, nine and one in their last ten. And they, they still only have two home losses. I'm telling you, is anybody the, the San Antonio Spurs? You, you may just want to give them the crown now. I don't know. All right, let's go take a quick look, too, at the indoor frozen ponds of the NHL. And uh, there's really only been one divisional change to report this week, uh, but not in the Atlantic Division. There, the New Jersey Devils continue to lead that division. Uh, they are uh, tied in points with the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. In the Northeast, that's where we've got the change. In the Northeast, you've got the Montreal Canadiens. They are now atop there in that particular division, three points ahead of the Boston Bruins. In the Southeast, the Carolina Hurricanes, still atop, but they're tied now with the Tampa Bay Lightning in points, but uh, Carolina has that uh, particular lead. Chicago Blackhawks have yet to lose a game all season long, and in fact tied a record uh, just the other night for the most uh, points, leading by a team in the beginning of a season without a loss. 
They are 29 points and 8 points ahead of the Nashville Predators, who are actually a pretty good team unto themselves. Uh, in the Northwest, you've got the Vancouver Canucks, 20 points, uh, 4 points ahead of the Minnesota Wild. And in the Pacific Division, uh, the Anaheim Ducks continue to stay ahead. They're, uh, uh, again, a very good team, and the San Jose Sharks are 6 points ahead of the Sharks. Okay, and there's the our first. Two sports segments at once. There, there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I guess. We'll find out what that's all about. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You sure got some funny ideas about things. <laughs> all right. That's our show for this week. Let, but before we leave it, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a lot, a lot of uh, motorsports, and we enjoy talking motorsports, yep. so it, it, I think it's appropriate that we spend as much time as we did on it. But before we jump out of here, uh, let's run around real quick. Uh, make sure you get over to Fan Junkies. FanJunkies.net, uh, where sports meets social networking. Completely free. Takes you just a couple of seconds to sign up. Wonderful, uh, wonderful, uh, you know, outfit there. Uh, looks like the old Facebook. Jump over and join that. Fan Junkies Radio. Jonathan and I over on Blog Talk Radio. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. You've got Friday out Saturday with myself for a full hour at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You want to check that out. Uh, that's been doing very, very well since the beginning of the year. Uh, but boy, Jonathan and I just came through NASCAR week this week. It was a lot of fun. Tomorrow we it ends it. We have one more guest tomorrow, and that's Lauren Bush, 19-year-old uh, driver uh, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That should be tremendous. But it's been a great week this whole week. Jonathan and I have uh, NHL week coming up uh, in mid-August. I know you're going to want to tune into all of those. Uh, but no, so mid August. But uh, no, mid 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 March. We've got. <laughs> did I say mid August? I don't know. Did I say uh, okay? I meant mid. Thank you very much. I appreciate you correcting me. You probably prefer if it were mid August. Yeah. Uh, no, no. But seriously, you got to. You 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 might want to check that one out. I mean, we got former NHL referee Terry Frazier already lined up. Uh, we've got a number of previous players. Brian Prop might be uh, joining us. Uh, that did you say Terry Fisher? No, 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 Terry, Terry Frazier. Oh, Frazier. Frazier. Oh. Now you got me questioning everything I'm saying. I'm going to oh, shut okay. up in a moment. All right. <laughs> Don't forget my good friends uh, at HerbFM.com. Uh, HerbFM.com down in Maryland. They rebroadcast this generally uh, on Friday nights. Check their schedule over on their website, CLW83.com. Let me give them a shout-out. They're terrific. Carl and Jim do a wonderful job over there. Great programming, and we appreciate them covering us as well. Uh, and then, of course, Frat House Sports. Dot net, which is our own website. You need to be checking that one out as well. All right, there you have it. We've got, I think we did it all. I think we got it all in right there. All right, how do you like that? Oh. All right, folks, enjoy NASCAR. Enjoy the Daytona 500. Yep. One more thing I need you to do. You got to keep us real. You got to keep us live. You got to keep us going. I'll see you next week. See you.
Okay, and so there you have it. Uh, phone lines, uh, folks, currently are open now, 347-237-5373. 347-237-5373. Uh, if you want to jump in, give me a holler about anything, uh, perhaps maybe that I uh, brought up at the uh, top of the show, uh, some of the comments I made with regard to uh, the success of Danica Patrick last weekend and getting the number one Qualifying position for tomorrow's Daytona 500. I kind of feel it's a non-story. What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, also, my comments uh, with regard to uh, Dallas Cowboy quarterback Tony Romo. Uh, is he overrated, underrated, or maligned? Uh, if you want to jump in on either of those two topics, give me a holler. Uh, if there's something perhaps maybe you heard in the rebroadcast there that I just uh, presented to you, uh, from this week's uh, Five Minutes at the Frat House. Give me a holler as well. Uh, give you a quick update on some of the things going on right now. Uh, over in the NASCAR Nationwide Series, uh, that race was being led by Reagan Smith. Up until with just about five laps remaining, a major wreck, which took out a good portion of the field. Excuse me, and uh, right now they are in a caution. Uh, you can bet that that race will probably go to a green-white checker at this point uh, when it resumes. Uh, but uh, uh, Reagan Smith was leading that, but I'll tell you, uh, uh, Tony Stewart was right on his tail. He came all the way from the rear uh, and was right behind him. So uh, that one could, uh, could, could go anyway. As you well know, if you follow Daytona, uh, once that restart uh, c- comes back into play. Uh, over in the NHL, the Philadelphia Flyers came back in the uh, third period uh, to beat the Winnipeg uh, Jets 5-3. Uh, to uh, And uh, the puck has dropped over on the uh, Phoenix Coyotes and the Edmonton Oilers uh, game. That game uh, early in the first period right now, that game is already one nothing uh, Coyotes. Over in NCAA basketball, uh, Southern Miss and Memphis, uh, Memphis are now a final uh, Memphis won that game 89-73. to uh, In other top 25 games that are currently going on, Virginia Commonwealth and Xavier right now, 839 remaining in the second half. And uh, that game is now tied, 54-54. So we got a nail-biter going on over there for VCU. Um, number 14, Oklahoma State. That game in the second half with 818 right now. Uh, and Oklahoma State is leading 60-46. to uh, number 12, Arizona, uh, playing, uh, Washington State that is in the first half right now. Um, and, uh, Arizona is leading that game 30 to 15. Uh, let me just scroll here real quick, see if I have any other top 25 finals. No, there are no other top 25 finals at this moment right now. You have, you got three games going on in the top 25, three are finals, and we got a whole slew of others that are scheduled for later this afternoon and into uh, this evening. So uh, I think we're just about as up-to-date as we possibly can get at this moment on everything that's going on. Let's see where our nationwide race is. I guess it's still in caution. Alrighty. If that resumes and I can get you a winner on that before I go off the air, uh, I will give that to you as it happens. Uh, and I will stay on as long as anybody out there wants to chat. Uh, 347 237 
if you want to take a look at our video, the video that you just heard, the audio side of it, if you want to take a look at that, uh, all you need to do, go over to YouTube, type in five minutes at the frat house. If you do that, you're going to get all 77 episodes of our show, 77 straight weeks that we've been on the air. Uh, you also get a lot of our other smaller uh, videos that we've released over the past uh, year and a half or so that we've been uh, putting these productions together. There are some other smaller uh, videos that we release uh, quite frequently, and you can get uh, all of those as well. Um, while you're there, you may want to subscribe to our channel, which is The Frat House. Just hit subscribe up at the top, and you will get notified about all of our videos as, in fact, they get released. You can also find them over at our uh, website, which is frathouseports.net. All right. Uh, I want to thank as well uh, my good buddy Jonathan Regis for giving me the time here on Saturday afternoons uh, to bring you Frat House Saturday here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. And the best way that you could thank him would be to jump over to his website, fanjunkies.net, and sign up for that. Is this stuff? Is this a lot of fun or what? I got to tell you, this is social uh, networking, folks. This is like the old Facebook, and you've got sports fans, and it's just sports fans. That's all it is. It's all of us who are, are sports-minded folks. You don't have all that other nonsense that you get over on Facebook, uh, and you jump over to that, and we just talk sports. And it, it's not geared toward any one particular sport. It's not geared toward any one particular uh, team. Uh, it's people from all across the country, and that's what makes it so so tremendous and so much fun. Uh, so get over there, sign up. It's completely free, completely free. All right, fanjunkies.net. You want to jump over to that and join that. Now, while we're talking uh, Facebook for a moment, though, uh, one of the things that you could do for me, which would be, uh, which I would really, really appreciate, you're on Facebook. Almost everybody is. Uh, jump over to our frat house. Uh, Facebook page. And to get to that, if you're on Facebook, all you got to do, go up and search the frat house hyphen Eagleville. E-A-G-L-E V-I-L-L-E Alright? Eagleville. The frat house Eagleville. Give us a like. Alright? We post on that constantly. I'm constantly putting up updates uh, of stories uh, that are going on all across sports. Um, you know, yeah, I mentioned, yeah, I'm broadcasting from Philadelphia, and yes, I do have a Philadelphia affinity. But trust me, uh, we post up there about all sports, all teams, all the time. So you want to give that a like, all right? Uh, this week coming up on uh, Fan Junkies Radio, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. You can get Jonathan and I every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. That's our regular Fan Junkies, uh, uh, regular weekly program. Uh, this week, as you just heard uh, from the uh, audio portion of the video, uh, we just had a tremendous NASCAR week uh, where we had guests on every day this week. Uh, Monday, we had Sean uh, Kaur, who's a driver, 30-year-old driver, uh, who runs the ARCA series. Uh, on Wednesday, we had Steve Nelson from Freescale Corporation. Uh, his company is the company that installed the new fuel injection system, electronic fuel injection injection system in the uh, the NASCAR cars last season. And then yesterday, we had 19-year-old driver on Lauren Bush uh, and her father, Joe Bush, who uh, 
who was a driver himself for a good 25, 30 years. Uh, we had them on uh, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Monday, we've got uh, Kylie Fennel coming on with us. Kylie is a former LFL player for the Lingerie Football League. She has, uh, this season, switched over to the Women's Indoor Football League. And, uh, you know, we were just talking uh, at the top of the show about women, and I, I made the comment about women breaking the glass ceiling on men's sports. And this is one of those uh, where we're seeing this more and more, women getting into football. Uh, this should be a fascinating uh, interview with Kylie as we talk about the new uh, Women's Indoor Football League, but also talk a little bit too, uh, with her about her experience in the LFL. And I have a funny feeling that's going to be quite enlightening. Um, but uh, that's going to be a show you do not want to miss. Later on in the month of uh, March, we have uh, lined up. We will have a guest analyst <coughs> excuse me, uh, joining us uh, on uh, March 6th. Uh, we will have a guest analyst uh, joining us live uh, from Phil's spring training. Uh, and they will be giving us a uh, an insight into uh, how the Philadelphia Phillies are looking currently uh, this year in uh, spring training. Uh, Jonathan and I are also planning an NHL week coming up in mid-March. Uh, it, it appears at this point right now we've got a number of guests that we're, we've got. Uh, we don't have them exactly fully lined up. We, we don't have it, uh, you know, set completely, but we know for a fact we have a number of, of former NHL players. Uh, we definitely have Kerry Fraser, who's a former NHL referee, who will be joining us on, I believe, let's see, March uh, 18th. Um, we've we've had some contact with Brian Propp, a former Philadelphia Flyer, who has indicated he would like to be on during that week. Uh, John Bork from uh, Comcast Sportsnet here in the Philadelphia region has indicated he would like to be joining us. So uh, we're we're working this all out. We've got a lot of guests coming up in the month of March. On March 20, we've got Lee Klein uh, coming to us. Uh, Lee is a a big college basketball analyst, and he will be talking with me uh, and Jonathan, but uh, I'm the brackets guy, so we're going to be talking NCAA tournament brackets on March 20th. So as you can see, we've got got quite a full uh, March coming up, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays at noon. That's Jonathan Regis and myself. You want to make sure you're tuning in this coming Monday, uh, February 25th, for Kylie Fennel. All righty. Again, I want to send a shout-out and a thank you to my good buddy, uh, Jonathan Regis, for giving me the time to come on here with you on Saturday afternoons. Uh, I will be here with you again next Saturday for another Frat House Saturday. And uh, at that point... I'm sure we'll be talking a lot of racing as we did today, uh, as we will have the results from the Daytona 500. You want to make sure you're tuning into that tomorrow. Big race tomorrow, Daytona 500, 1 o'clock on uh, Fox uh, Sports. So you'll want to be checking that one out. All right? All righty. So there you have it. In the meantime, I think you know what you have to do for me. You got to keep it real. You got to keep it live. And you got to keep us going. All right? See you next week. 
Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.